Hello. Oh boy. Good evening, everybody. We are we are chilling here. It is the day after Thanksgiving. It's Black Friday. So tonight I have a little lighthearted treat for us. We'll do a little a couple of headlines right now. Nothing too heavy because I've got a lot of stuff to do on Monday and uh, Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and all that stuff. We're going to be talking about um, a lot of Twitter updates. I mean, by Monday or Tuesday, we're all going to be living in a much different world on the internet as we will see just how blanketed this blanket amnesty is going to be granted on Twitter. Friday night we talked about, I mean, sorry, Friday night. Wednesday felt like Friday, so I wouldn't be surprised if I say that a few times tonight. Wednesday night we spoke about the, uh, the latest Elon Musk Twitter poll about general amnesty toward everybody who hadn't committed some kind of a crime or something like that or was engaged in egregious spamming but um that has uh, that's concluded and it has uh, it's been I mean, it's been decided there's going to be amnesty so there are thousands many thousands of people who are are waiting with bated breath a big pregnant pause from now until next week to see who's getting their accounts reinstated. I mean, a lot of our friends are going to get reinstated. Tracy, I was talking with Tracy this morning on the morning show. I thought, I, I mean, I didn't know. I for, completely forgot because it's, it's two years ago now. She had nearly a million followers on Twitter by the time that they, uh, she got kicked off. And uh, she certainly didn't do anything wrong. A lot of our friends, we're talking about hundreds of thousands of, of and millions of collective followers, and it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a really big shakeup, and we have a lot to talk about, because there's still some good with the bad, there's still some question marks out there, and, um, and I want to jump into that. But on Monday, Monday night, we are going to, I want to do a little bit more of this Balenciaga stuff, and revisit Wayfair. And a little bit of the uh, the other gate. Don't have to do too much of the other gate story, uh, because but that one does set the st set the stage for really what we're looking at here. Um, when we pretty much discovered the Rosetta Stone of a hidden language for private and public comms, and that's that's what we're doing right now. When we take a look at Balenciaga uh, hiding all of this crazy imagery and uh, child porn related. Um, you know, uh, court uh, cases and all that stuff inside of their fashion photography. That'll be Monday night. That'll be a uh, one hell of a night. And John Paul Rice is going to be on with me for that too. John Paul Rice, a f uh, producer, director, Hollywood whistleblower, and this is the first time he'll be on the show. We've been in contact a long time, but this is the first time we're actually going to have him on a show, do a little interview, and then just talk bigger picture stuff, culture, and where we go from here. Because um, obviously Hollywood is saturated with this stuff, things that he's seen firsthand. So, um, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. It was a good week. It was a good week so far, and I really enjoyed Thanksgiving. And what made it even uh, really cooler was that we got to spend uh, a little time with some of Skip's uh, uh, family today. They swung by. 
to say hello and and uh, we got to talk and and uh, that that was really nice but yesterday was a the turkey was my responsibility yesterday i think i did a good job i think skip would have been uh happy with it it was extremely juicy perfect next year when i have an air fryer i will then aside from you know dicing up everything and coordinating the white meat and the dark meat and all that stuff nicely on the platter i will then collect all of the skin and give it a, just a little light seasoning and then 20 minutes into the air fryer to get it nice and crispy and then garnish the platter of meat in a corner in its own little pile of crispy skin that's what i'm going to be doing next year it still tasted great but i don't like it when it's at all floppy i don't like floppy skin let's tighten that shit up you know what i mean so that's what we're gonna be doing next year i've already i've already uh wrote it down that's what we're doing planning 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 learn how to carve the turkey like a minch did a pretty good job but i want i want to get a better system down but we'll be talking that and other things taking your calls and your super chats because tonight we have two special guests uh my mother and tony black are in tonight it's going to be a light-hearted show i have a bunch of questions that came in from the audience across all of the uh the socials that i was able to get this out on and i think we have more than enough to just to have a nice 45 minutes or so to an hour and and just hang out that's it this is this is going to be tony black's I believe 92nd Christmas. So, because that's what season we're in now. And we're coming up on it. Coming up on it quick. For my plugs tonight, again, I just say please go to the affiliates page on quitefrankly.tv and uh, and just start doing your shopping. You know what I was doing while the turkey was getting its oil bath yesterday? I was smoking. I haven't had a cigar in over well over a month. And uh, I was smoking the very first quite frankly cigar it was a nice little wrap i gave anthony the second one because blaze sent me two and that is already on leftycigars.com so really wonderful stuff the quite frankly cigars out there there's the chocolate there's the survival i gotta tell you cyber monday blue monster is doing a whole bunch of survival and prepping uh sales secret nature there's too much there's too much. Get over there right now. I believe Flip City Magazine is even doing their own little Christmas award show or something tonight on Foxhole. So you might be able to see them live, listed live on the Foxhole uh, site after the show is on. Is, uh, is on. And uh, the Weekend Roundup will go live on QuiteFrankly.tv afterwards as well. So there's plenty for you to pick from out there. And away we go. Into the grab bag. What's the first one up? What is the first one up? A couple of light ones. Oh, here you go. This one was funny. Daily Mail. Man arrested over three brick attacks against Manhattan gay bar in just one week. Allegedly told cops it was revenge on behalf of a gal pal who had a feud with the club. Police have arrested a suspect. You see, and here's the thing. Until this guy was arrested, uh, it was probably white ring to white wing terror this is this is what most of it is most of it okay 
Uh, police have arrested a suspect in connection with, to a string of attacks targeting the Vare's LGBT bar in NYC's Hell's Kitchen neighborhood. Sean Coolian, 34, was caught on video hurling a brick at the bar over the weekend. Police said that Coolin told them he carried out the attacks because of an alleged feud a female friend had with the bar. See, he was just he was just looking out for a uh, a girlfriend. Now, here's the best thing about it. I looked at the uh, I, there there's the guy getting arrested. Um, but you have got to look at the footage of 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 the hurling. All right? So there's this freeze frame. There he is throwing the brick. But watch this. All right, hold on. Wait a second. Now, let me see if I can make this a little bit bigger. Let's just assume you don't know anything about this story, and you're just looking at the uh, you're just, you're just looking at what we have going on over here. Here's the security camera footage. There, there he is. He's get, stop that. He's getting ready to throw. Getting ready. You saw that, right? Let's go back. Walking up, and that's right. Now, some of you in podcast land are probably wondering, no, what, what? Well, see what? What did he do? It was the gayest throw I have ever seen in my life. If I were the police and I saw this footage, I'd say, okay. All right, yeah, a gay guy was attacking all of the all of the the uh, the gay bars in New York City this past week. How do you know, Sarge? Did you see that throw? Gayest shit I ever saw in my life. Probably it, it, the whole thing solved. <laughs> the whole thing is solved right there. <laughs> oh man! So I I thought that was just hilarious. Mm. Mm-mm. I thought that was hilarious. So he's, he's, I guess his Christmas is going to be all messed up, but probably not. Probably already out on bail. They probably apologized to his girlfriend and gave them drink tickets and said, oh, we thought that you were straight and, and uh, right wing. We apologize about this. Thank you so much for throwing the brick. It, it called uh, our attention to a problem that we had to address. An internal problem. Thank you for the feedback. That's probably what they said afterwards. All right. Well, speaking of, kind of on the same page, the Washington Examiner has been reporting monkeypox, ladies and gentlemen. According to the WHO, monkeypox is going to be renamed. Guess what? It's going to be renamed. Mpox. Mpox. And if the first thing that you thought of in your mind when you heard that was the band Hanson, then you are not unlike me. Because I saw that the WHO wants monkeypox to be renamed, renamed Mpox. Mpox. And I thought, boom. And I said to myself, wow, I'm sure that Hanson is going to really appreciate this. The one song that band had to be remembered for, though it wasn't that important culturally of a song, is going to be associated with butt sex and bestiality forever. So that's just... (laughs) Did you get your mpox shot? I did. I did. We're safe. The World Health Organization is planning to rename monkeypox virus to mpox in an effort to avoid racist stigma around the old name after scientists... 
this was because of racism, aired concerns of discrimination because the virus's origins are linked to African countries. Oh my, they're the most racist people on earth. They're the most racist people on earth. They really are. You would think, obviously, because I bring up race, this is this has monkey, Africans, black people. You would think that they there's this a virus that only affected black people. And they're like, you know what? We shouldn't call this monkey, but that would be racist. If there was some kind of a virus that was only being expressed in people of African ethnic descent, and for generations it was called monkeypox just because of that reason. That's racist. But of course, they're obsessed, and in their head, they live in a race-obsessed land in their head, and um, and while everybody else is just going about their lives, they're creating problems to then have to go and fix. So, there you go, mpox. That's what it is now. Now you know what it used to be. Here's the last one I want to bring up before we get into our show with Tony and my mom, and then perhaps take a couple of calls from you guys and uh, and have the uh, the night come to an end. I'm not sure what I'm going to do tomorrow night for the Saturday night special yet. I may go. I have to because um, I need a, a a November Saturday night special. But um, you'll know soon enough, I guess. You'll know soon enough. Facebook. This is the headline. Facebook convinced time travel is real after a picture of a cell phone was spotted in a World War II picture. There are plenty of these types of pictures, first of all. People who have been photographed in bygone eras, uh, ones that are not even that far uh, in the distant uh, the in the distant past, but um, but have gone into, I don't know, that have been taken in years prior to cell phone usage or the development of cell phones that can be, um, that would be more commonly seen in people's, uh, people's possession out in public or in sports arenas or anything like that. So there's plenty of this, there's plenty of where this came from. In fact, maybe we'll do it one night. Perhaps I can even ask Andrew Basiago about it when we bring him back this winter. Um, I, uh, I got to call him up and see what he's available for because we have a lot of follow-up questions for our time travel our time travel and uh, and all those other th- topics that we're doing. A lot of follow-up questions still. But Facebook convinced time travel is real after a cell phone spotted in a World War II picture. Surely it must be a man out of time. Sleuths on Facebook, that means your, your aunts and uncles and great aunts now because nobody else is on there. Sleuths on Facebook have spotted an odd-looking fellow in black-and-white 1940s photograph where he appears to be using a device way too high-tech for the decade. The mystery dawns back to 1943 in Iceland where the suspect, the suspect, the suspicious character is seen around deployed U.S. soldiers during World War II, according to The Sun. But this man isn't any arm isn't in army fatigues. Instead, he stands out for wearing slightly colored, lightly colored trench coat while holding his hand to his ear, as a modern-day cell phone user would. I'm going to ask Tony if there's any other reason why somebody would hold anything like this up to their their ear. It didn't take long for social media to throw their thoughts into the ring, insisting the man must be a time traveler. See, he's been. He's been magnified there for your viewing pleasure. That kind of looks like Baron Trump. 
is that not Baron Trump? He looks to be about six foot two, three. Although Baron Trump is about 16 feet tall right now. So this might have been Baron Trump a couple of years ago. Look at that. We'll bring that up. The photo first posted on Icelandic Facebook group, Gamlar something by something. Oh, Christian Hoffman in 2016 was captioned. One thing that draws attention to this beautiful picture is in 2016 was captured. The one thing that draws attention to this beautiful picture is above window. In the corner of the middle of the picture, a man is leaning and is on a cell phone. I don't know what to say. I don't think he's just talking on the phone. He's in a stupor, standing alone and wearing a different headdress than others around in a scarf and acting like we would today. Perhaps he's like, oh my God, it worked. It worked, here I am. I'm here, it's actually happening. I'm gonna bring this up, I'm gonna let Tony see it because maybe he'll, he'll know exactly what he was holding. 1943, Tony was a young man, so we'll be able to uh, discuss that and more with him in just a little bit, only I think I just saw him walk out the door, probably to go to the bathroom. So if I go on a if I go on a break now, then we're gonna be cutting it close. We're gonna be cutting it close. I only have the length of the break to be able to get my mom and Tony set up in their seats. So I'm gonna to have to just talk a little bit more to to go easy. Here we go. Here's a, a talk a, a a article from Oddity Central. Think you'll all like. Parents punish child who watches too much TV by making him watch more TV. A Chinese couple recently sparked controversy online after punishing their child for watching too much television by making him stay up all night watching. That's torture. That's what they used to do to prisoners in Iraq. That's what the CIA was doing to people in Iraq. It's a problem most modern parents, myself included, deal with at some point. Kids today love looking at screens, uh, be they big or small, and unless you do something about it, they become little addicts. And it's up to parents to either prevent that from happening or manage screen time to ensure they actually do something else. Anyway, this story is about a couple of parents who decided that more TV was actually the way to go. Before going out, the couple who hail from China's Hunan province reportedly asked their eight-year-old son to finish his homework and be in bed by 8.30. But when they returned later that night, they found him on the sofa watching TV, even though it was past his bedtime. So what happened? They decided to teach him a lesson. You got to tell me what the lesson is here. That's all? They didn't tell us anything else? Did it work? Read more. Oh, okay. Uh, this form of punishment has attracted the parents. Uh, attracted the parents a fair uh, a fair bit of criticism online with some calling it a form of abuse it is it's actually torture the video shows the boy repeatedly trying to go to his room to sleep only to be turned back by his mother and made to watch more tv at around 2 a.m he could be seen crying and pleading this is torture but to no avail she wouldn't let him go to sleep at 2 a.m more than once, the boy can be, can be seen falling asleep on the couch, only to be nudged awake by his mother or father to force to watch more television. Oh, my God. They said, uh, although the boy may be uh, taught a lesson and will probably avoid TV for a while, many on social media wondered if it was worth it. Then again, tough parenting, known as tiger parenting in China, 
has been in the news a few times over the years, and many parents swear by it. Jeez. Jeez. You wonder what's going on in those Uyghur, uh, and, and, uh, those Uyghur camps. That's this, that's child's play. This is how they get, get children to moderate their television time. What the hell do you think they're doing with actual political dissidents in China? Man. All right. Well, we'll be right back with our guests of, uh, guests of honor tonight. I think it's the third or fourth year that we did Tony Black Friday and, um, it's, uh, it's, I'm, I'm really grateful for it all. So don't go anywhere, ladies and gents. We're just getting started. to us then they all might stand up those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one and if they ever figure that out there goes our way of life it's not about food it's about keeping those ants in line that's why we're going back does anybody else want to stay let's ride there, Tony. Hey, ching-a-dee-ching. It's Dominic the donkey. Tony, you like this song? The Italian Christmas donkey. You like this song, Tone? You hear it all right? Yeah. Yeah. I can hear you good. How about you? Do you, you hear yourself? Do I hear myself? Yeah. Oh, Do you, I hear myself? Yeah, you sound you sound great. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, well, we're here, everybody. It's uh, it's Tony Black Friday, like the third or the fourth time we've done this. I don't know what it is. And Tony's here. How you doing, Tone? I'm doing fine, Frankie. Good, good. My uh, my mom is here. What's going on, mom? Good. Peace. How are you? Peace. Everybody's having a good time already. Boy, boy, oh boy. Tony, what's your favorite Christmas song? White Christmas. White Christmas? Yeah, I enjoyed oh, it. Oh, that's sad. Big Crosby. That's a that's the that'll always be the number one selling single of all time. That's right. Never gonna be touched because nobody's buying physical records anymore. So now we're all just talking about these stupid digital download numbers. That's that doesn't count. You have to go out and buy buy a record. Well, White Christmas is, is a song that'll it'll be out for a long, long time. Way after we're gone. You're right. It's been there already, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So what is uh is that is that your favorite Christmas movie? Uh, well, it was nice. Yes, it was good. Is there other movies? Did you ever watch? I mean, you were already a, a, an older guy when all of those animated films started coming out. So you, that was probably just more for the kids. But what? What? Uh, is there any other Christmas films that you look forward to this time of year? 
Yeah. Holiday films? No, nah, not really. A jingle bells, that's an old one, you know. Is that a film? No, 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 I'm talking about... Oh, yeah, oh, did you, oh. Did you see any of the Christmas movies in the movie theater? Because uh, we see them on TV. I don't... I don't you I, see White Christmas in the movie theater? Uh, White Christmas, it was, uh, that was a movie. Yeah, but yeah, did you see did it in the theater when it came out? I probably did. I think you did. I think you took a date. I mean, I'm old enough. So I, I think you took a date there. Ma, you got to talk into the microphone. <laughs> Shh. You don't have to say that. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Oh, well, anyway, anyway. Don't want to get anybody in trouble. For, no, that's for no, sure. No, no, no. <laughs> you know, I got a lot of things for you guys here. I got a lot of things for you. But the first thing I want to, I want to start off with is the, uh, what is it? There's this, there's this article I just did not too long ago, a couple of seconds ago, about a time traveler. Somebody thinks that they saw a time traveler in a World War II picture. And I want to show something to you, Tony, because this is, uh, this is really interesting. This was taken in 1943. Hold on. Let's see. You see this picture up there, all right? This was taken in 1943, and this guy, do you see, the, uh, the, you see this guy in the background over here in the white coat? Yeah. People are starting to look at this picture. They're saying it looks like he's holding a cell phone. And look, they, they blew him up over here in the corner, and it looks like he's holding a modern cell phone to his ear. You see that? Is it possible? Uh, well, oh, I'm just saying. It, it could only be possible if he's from the future. So since you can, you were around in 1943, is there anything he could be holding to his head that would make sense of this? Because people think that he's actually a time traveler. Well, I don't remember anything being like that at, at when I was, what, 13 years old at the time. In 1943? Sure. So I don't remember anything like that. So this is probably the real deal. He's probably a time traveler. I don't remember anything like that, uh, Frankie. What do you think of it? Do you think that uh, if you could go travel through time, Tony, where would you go as a destination? Like, like you know, you go on a, a vacation and you get to go to a travel agent or you go on the computer and you buy yourself a plane ticket, you, buy, you book yourself a hotel and you rent yourself a car and you're off to vacation. But if you are going to go on a destination that is actually a time in history, where we, what time in history would you go to vacation to for like a week? Sicily. Yeah, but what, like what year? Uh, let's see now. I would say... You remember, you have the time machine, because, so you can go back to the Roman Empire if you wanted to. I, no, I, I would go back to, to my father's time. Uh, in Sicily. Uh, 1800s? He, well, well, he was born 19, uh, 1884. So I would, I would go back to his, his, his growing up. When did he come over? 1903. 1903. Yeah. So he was still a young guy, too. Uh, he was young when he came here, yeah. He came here in 1903. My mother came here the same year, too. Wow. And uh, they, were, they were married, what, um, over 58 years, something like that, even more. Well, then what about what, as far as then, I mean, I, I guess we're all on similar timelines as far as immigration goes, but do you know of uh, of uh, family, do you still, still keep in touch with any family in the old country or anything? No, no, they're all gone. All of them are gone? There's no, there's no, there's no well, branches. There might be, they might be, uh, if, there's, if there is anybody, any relatives, I don't know about it because uh, there was nobody kept in touch. Okay. 
And okay. when I went to Sicily, I didn't get a chance to go to their town. Because I've been to Sicily. That was, and that was when? Uh, you, 1998, I went there. Oh, that's, well, that's not too, I mean, it's 30. I was there, yeah. 30 something years, but still. Uh, and that's the last time you went, huh? Yeah. And there was no, and you didn't check when you were out there? No, well, you check. I went to, when we went to Sicily, I was in Messina. Uh, my mother and father came from the county of, uh, uh, well, let me see. Uh, oh, God. Aprovincia uh, Agrigento. Mm -hmm. That's where they came from. So in, when I was in Messina, that was way too far away. Wasn't wasn't close. Got you. Got you. Wasn't close. Well, we, I know that we have, peop we have people out there, and I, I've got to just do some legwork and figuring out who the hell they are. They probably don't even want to be bothered. Imagine, can you imagine reaching out? reaching out to, to distant relatives of yours in another country you wanted to bridge a gap there and they're like please please don't bother us we've got enough problems we don't need we don't need any american american relatives showing up that's what i feel that's going to happen when i reach out well they don't even know if we're, they, I, they, I, I don't if there's just somebody there i don't even know about it you know i wouldn't know well, anyway, okay, here's another question I had for you. We were talking about this uh, a couple of weeks ago when my buddy Matt was here, and um, and uh, he he thought of a situation. This is going to be really out of left field. He thought of a situation where, because he is an animal trapper, he comes in contact with you know unpredictable wild animals all the time, and sometimes he has to use lethal force for the good of the the. Uh, the animal himself and people around him especially if they're rabid and all that stuff but we were talking about wolves and he claimed he he claimed that he would be able to fight off a pack of wolves with his bare hands he would be able to in your prime with all of your boxing skills intact do you how many wolves do you think that you could defeat in one at one time not even one you don't think so Nah. why is that with a wolf a are you wolf. kidding nah <laughs> There's, uh, I'm giving a human being, and you're gonna fight a wolf? No way, the, no way. He'll go for your throat. He'll kill you right away. I'm yeah, gonna, but, but uh, you uh, go for his throat first. Yeah, why don't you hit them before he gets to your throat? I'll <laughs> 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 be scared shit. I'll be not running. You that's, the, that's the other thing. Yeah, scared shitless is the other thing. Yeah. They come out of my seat in my backyard. What am I gonna do? <laughs> well, I was thinking about this and. Uh, obviously, if you're up against something that's like a cat, then you're a little bit more screwed because they can use their claws and they grab you like a human being can. Um, but the you know the dogs they they yeah if you're in there they're, I, they're... I love dogs, I love dogs. I have one, <laughs> but Anna don't want to bother with them. That's it. She says you got to take care of it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you have a dog right now? No, no, no. I had uh, my little Rocky. This was my dog. I would be sitting down watching TV. He'd be sitting next to me. And when he wanted to go upstairs, he would go near the door. So that, in other words, come on, I got to go. And he used to go upstairs underneath the dresser. That's where he used to go to sleep. So what kind of a, he's a small he was, dog then? Yeah, he was a small, a little, what do you call them? Uh, poodles. No, no po poodles are poodle. pretty. It was about this big. It was almost like Jeter. Rocky. Like a Shih Tzu almost? No, like no, like no it was very small. Like, a terrier. A terrier. Whatever. Yeah, he was my little Rocky. Then I watched him die, too. What happened? I was, we were sitting in the backyard. All of a sudden, I seen his chest going up and down, up and down, up and down. He expired. That was it. Oh, so was he already sick or just old? 
No, he wasn't. He was old. I, no, he was old. No, he got old. Oh, I, I had him quite some time. So what did you do? do you, when, when the dog died, did you bring him to get cremated? Did you bury him in the backyard? Did you throw no, him out? No, no, no. He was cremated. Okay. He was cremated. I got his ashes upstairs. Did you pay the extra money? to my, make sure? My son took care of that. Hopefully he paid the extra money to uh, so. make sure it's just your dog's ashes. Uh, well, I asked him a question, and he says, Dad, he says, you know, when they cremate the dogs, he says, he, I don't know if they put them all together and cremate them all at once. Yeah. He says, it might be a mixed breed they now. They do. You know, yeah. that's, what, that's what he told me. So Yeah, Rocky's a mutt now. Uh, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a mixed breed. But but that's what I was saying. If you... Uh, they they'll uh, they offer services where if you pay a little bit more, they won't mix the ashes. Well, you, you see, uh, uh, Frankie, it's my son I, I, took, my son took care of that, so I really don't know. Right. Maybe, maybe he didn't know about it, you know, and because uh, I'm sure if he would have known about it, he would have did it. I'm sorry to even bring it up, to be honest. It's I know it's, it's a lot of a lot of pain to to rehash. He brought it up. You were talking about a wolf. You're right. I was talking about the wolf. You. I was talking about you killing a wolf, and you bring up your dog, your poor dog dying. It's like, geez. Well, that's all right. I, I just thought of him. Mom, mom, didn't you have? Didn't you bring a dog home to Grandma and Grandpa once? And you, what, did you ever have a dog with Grandma and Grandpa? They didn't want it. They didn't want it. But you tried to bring a dog I home. I got a once. dog from the from the police department. And I took it home first to give it a bath in the bathtub and had fleas all over the place. Oh, no. Yeah, and then I took it. They weren't home, obviously. How old were you? <laughs> I was a teenager. I was like maybe 18. You remember what kind of a dog it was? Ma. Okay. And I named it Happy. Wasn't happy for long. And I, and I put it in my Volkswagen, and I went to... It was my. They were over Santa and Joe's house, uh-huh. and um, they said, "Take it back." Oh. So I had to drop him back at the police. I said, "Well, at least he's clean." Oh. Did you cry the whole way to <laughs> yeah. the police station? Yeah, I felt bad. Because he was looking at you like you're taking me back, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I know. Terrible. Oh. I didn't even get a chance to feed him. Just the. So what happened when you go back home and there's all the fleas all over the place? Did you tell Grandma and Grandpa? There's hey, by the way, there's there's fleas. I probably didn't clean it. She probably did it. Frankie, yeah. Yeah. Uh, before Rocky, I had Prince. It was a black dog. I used to play ball with him. I would roll the ball to him, and he would roll it back to me. Go like bocce? Uh, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> but he knew what time I was coming home. He would be waiting near the door. Hmm. Uh, then uh, we used to play ball. I had a hub. I used to throw the ball up in the air, and he would catch it. This one day I made a mistake. I had a hard ball. I threw it up in the air, come down and hit him in the nose. But he would. But then he took off. I don't know if, it, if the uh, ASPC, whatever they call him, picked him up or what, but he never came back. Wait. So he, but he was your. Did, how oh, long? He was. He used to wait for me. He knew what time I was coming home. He would wait near the door. But did he? Did you adopt him, or was it a stray that just got used to you? No, no, no. The woman across the street had them, so I had him since he was about this high. Okay. You know, which, which, and uh, I remember one holiday, we went to my my sister's house, and we left him in the kitchen. Uh, you know, with the paper, he waited until we got home to take them out. The, the paper was dry. There was nothing on it. No stains, no nothing. Wow. And uh, he was good. I liked him. But then he took off. And 
I don't know what happened to him. He ran away after you hit him in the nose? Oh. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> One night he disappeared. And we're going crazy looking for him. Prince, Prince, Prince. Cold at night. No Prince. Then my neighbor happened to went near the high school and he was stuck like we were an iron fence with the wire and he got a gash on his leg. So we got we got him, mm. brought him to the vet. <laughs> he had to stay overnight and we got a bill for $200. They gave him stitches. <laughs> we took the dog home. My wife Anna says to me, next time this happens, he dies. Wow. That's, <laughs> that was it. Well, is it because just the trouble or is it expensive? No, no, for the, no the way, she was, she was getting, in other words, if I got to pay this much, he dies the next I'm telling you, and that was how, how many years ago? Oh, quite some time. Because... I mean, you you probably have talked, you've at least talked to Anthony, you've heard him talk about what goes into just the, the vet bills for for oh, yeah. the, the cat or anything else. If you got a pet that you care about and, you and you know, they're not uh, knocking on death's door, but they have just even a couple of health issues that need maintenance or, or, or you have to look out for them, I'm sure that whatever you were paying back then is like 10 times as expensive now. It probably is, yeah. yeah. It does. Uh, but he was good. I liked him. I liked him. No. I said play ball with him. I enjoyed it. <laughs> so it was Prince and Rocky. That's right, yeah. And those are the only two dogs. Did you have any pets when you and uh, you and the family were still in Harlem? No, 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 no. No. Oh. No. Well, I haven't had a, uh, well, I, I guess I've got uh, Lauren's cat, Lila, but I haven't had a dog in a long time, and they scare me because they're they're so awesome and they live so short. Mm -hmm. They that that's what scares me about the whole thing. It's just, you know, it's bad enough you live long enough you start saying goodbye to things and people you love and then you're just going to go out of your way to create more of them with the dogs because it hurts. It hurts too, I'll tell well, you. Yes, it does. You know, I mean you get used to them. You get to like a little rocky. <laughs> I used to give him his bath, then I used to get the dryer. Then he used to run upstairs and go underneath the, the dress. That's where he used to go. So, it, oh, well, that's good. I, you know, that everybody says, yeah, it sucks saying goodbye to them, but the, the good times you have in the meantime, that's uh, you can't trade that in for anything either. No, no. Then, the, like Rocky, I was watching when he passed away. His heart was going up and down, then it just expired. Sorry to hear about that. Well, these things happen. What are you gonna do? It happens to people. Okay, too. happy stories. We, we were watching. We were watching store. We were watching videos last night when all most of the family went home. I start taking out all the the videos of past years, family videos that I went and I I turned from the VHS tapes into the digital files. So we were able to just throw them up onto the screen real quick. And we're going from year to year. It was really an amazing. It was an amazing viewing experience, but every once in a while, uh, one of our old dogs would come into frame. My my father would start uh, heaving and uh, and, and qui quivering. He just like just 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 wants to cry every time that Rosie would pop up or something. So yeah, seeing dogs even in the uh, in, in pictures and video afterwards is like seeing uh, you know old family members you haven't seen in a while. So I know how how sensitive it is. I have a lot of questions here though from people. I think this will be good. You ready for some questions, Tony? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Let's jump into the subscribe star. 
All right, let's see here. Chris, now we might have done a little bit of this, Tony, but don't worry about having... It's it's almost Christmas time. Don't worry about worrying about whether or not you're repeating yourself or anything. Just answer the questions because a lot of people haven't heard these answered before. Uh, Chris. Chris wants to know Christmas traditions. Now, we did a lot of this in the past. We know about the cooking and how great your family gatherings were, but she asks uh, specifically about types of music or tone uh, or dancing or anything in in particular that your family um would like would enjoy together was any kind of music or dancing or well uh, i'm gonna like let me give it this straight i have one brother the oldest brother was born christmas eve okay nice the second oldest brother was born new year's eve so christmas eve there was always something in my house but new year's eve my sisters and their friends they used to come up for New Year's Eve, and uh, they used to have a good time. My mother, my mother, she used to bake. Uh, well, let me put it in Sicilian. They call it Sfinge, and she used to make abingalad. Abingalad is the istrufle. Uh, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. No, I've never had and it. They're like little, little balls with honey, and uh, little. What do you call that? Uh, they're little dots, candy dots. Mm. And uh, she used to make these trays. You've had the honey balls. I have. New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve in my house. There was a big birthday, a big birthday cake for my brother Angelo. And uh, my sisters, they used to have their friends up, and they always had a good time. And that was like New Year's Eve. Christmas Eve was was you know different, but uh, that's the way it was in my house. There was always something going either Christmas Eve or New Year's. Well, then let me ask you this. Another person, Dragon Lady, asked the question. I thought it was really interesting. I'd like to hear the answer to this one. What are the big, if you can, if you can pull it out of your your ass right now, I don't know. But what are the biggest outstanding differences in food that you could remember? Maybe either either quality or where it came from. The kind of people who are not to denigrate anybody who cooks for you now or anything like that. Anybody in your family, but if you can think of the quality of food back when you were younger to the quality of food that people are have access to now what what would you say about it has it changed in any way well my mother used to make uh, lasagna a lot you know for holidays too uh but based on like, like what would your would your um when she would make lasagna she would make that from scratch though from scratch yes. right so as far as what is what's available today is it a little bit more processed? Do you feel? Do you think it, it tastes a little bit cheaper just because the ingredients are always cheaper? Or, or no, my wife makes it too sometimes, but it's, it's the same. If uh, well, you see, different people put different things in it. Right. See, so I can't tell about other people, but I know what we what my what my wife does with the the lasagna. See, she'll put like a uh, regard. Uh, uh, some chopped meat maybe in there, something, and uh, layers on top. Does she make rice balls? Arancini, the uh, rice balls. No, I don't think she makes them. I don't think so, no. Those are good. No, she didn't make that. she make her own sauce, though? Oh, yeah, no. Well, she, uh, she's a pretty good cook because she, uh, her mother was very good. Her mother was a very good cook. And uh, whatever she learned, she learned from the mother. Well, hey, well, there's there's a lot of food questions here. People like that. People love to hear this. What's your oh, favorite meals, favorite recipes? Forget our recipes. 
if you can go through all the years in uh, especially in a holiday settings where you know you're going to get special stuff that is not cooked as frequently as other stuff what was your, what was a meal a particular meal that you were always excited to see get rolled out during the holidays uh, and mom you, this one's for you too think uh, about it well it's like I said the main thing like for the holidays would be like, I would say lasagna that's it that's, uh, if, as far as the, the macaroni is concerned you know, she would make the lasagna for the holidays. What about fish? That was on uh, Christmas Eve. Did you go all seven? Uh, no, 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 uh, no. My father used to. My father used to go for it, but that I never went for it. No, it was never a very, very big thing for me either. So yeah. Good thing, Mom. What about you? Is there anything around around the holidays that you look forward to more than uh, even if it's just a dessert? Something that you knew that was going to be rolled out that you haven't seen in a while. Well, I, have, I haven't seen or tasted anything like stuffed calamari like Grandma made. And I haven't even had it since. Yeah. I wish I paid attention. I wish I was interested. I wasn't interested in calamari back then. I remember, I remember them being brought out, but not, never interested. I was interested in eating it, but I was interested to say, how did you do this? And I, I can kick myself for that because... Was it? The one thing I do remember of hers uh, that I miss is her cheesecake. Yeah. She made a really good cheesecake. She, uh, Tony, she put the, uh, she lined it with lady fingers. Yeah. And there was something just very, I don't know. It wasn't like straight up regat. It wasn't like that. It was almost, it was like a creamier New York style um, cheesecake. And uh, it was thick, rich, but it wasn't regatta or anything like that but uh i like that my wife makes a pretty good cheesecake yeah oh yeah very good just a plant like almost like a new york style does she put uh, uh, strawberries what no, i don't know which but i don't know what she's doing but when she makes it it's pretty good very good that's it i like she's, she's pretty good with that uh okay what else oh, and by the way ladies and gentlemen we're going to start taking calls too in just a little bit 914-595-6953 you call in let every oh here's another um here's another question from your neighbor some people i've gotten in touch two people have gotten in touch with me who have had family that was within the proximity of your old neighborhood because everybody's trying to find a way to see if there's a link between their family and yours and one guy, Dan, had gotten in touch with me about, and I sent it your way, and I don't think that that came up with any any hits, but here's another one I want to ask you about. A guy named, uh, a guy named Bobby got in touch with me, and he says, if you can ask, if you can ask uh, Tony, if you have a chance, if he knew a Charles Sally LaSalle in the old neighborhood, he's my grandfather on my mother's side who had a butcher shop, Back in the late 30s and 40s, I remember Tony totally talking talking about playing the numbers, and my grandfather's brother Stefano LaSalle, uh, who was my great uncle, uh, who I never met, was uh, was running numbers back then, in the 30s and 40s. Maybe Tony ran across him, the or the LaSalle girls, my mom and her three sisters. Um, so, it, LaSalle uh, hit you? They're from Harlem. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm I'm about to tell you a little story about Harlem. Okay. Uh, I, I used to live at 120th Street between First and Pleasant Avenue. And we used to hang out on Pleasant Avenue in front of the butcher shop. Okay, this is on 120th Street, Pleasant Avenue. Uh, 
<laughs> there's a friend of mine, he had this Stetson white hat, beautiful hat. And at that time, the, the clothes was like the one button, one button lounge coats. Yeah. And we're all on the corner. So <laughs> this fella, Artie, says to Tony, he says, Tony, let me try on the hat. And Tony says to him, get lost. Oh, come on, let me try on the hat. You gonna stop? He says, oh, let me try on the hat. So now 120th Street, between First and Pleasant, across the street from where I used to live, used to be the call box for the policeman, right? Okay. <laughs> so now we see the police car coming down. Now this is at night. You guys called, who called the cops? No, 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 no. Okay, okay. They, they, no Got, they, gotcha. they were going, you know, making their rounds. Gotcha. So now when Tony sees the policeman's coming, he says, here, you want to try on the hat? Here, put the hat on. <laughs> So here's Artie with the hat on, cigarette in his mouth, his coat buttoned up, hands in his pocket. So the police car pulls up, and they, one policeman gets out, and he says to me, he says, what's your name? I says, Tony. He says, where do you live? I says, I live up the block. <laughs> then he gets the other guy, what's your name? Tony. This is the guy that gave Artie the hat. Right. He says, I live up the block, too. Now it comes to Artie. He says to Artie, Artie, where, and where do you live? He says, I live on 14th Street. <laughs> the cop turns around. He says, what the fuck you doing over here? Get the fuck home. Bing, and he hits him on the head with the, with the flashlight. Oh, on the hat. Hits him with the hat. <laughs> he dents the hat? Did he throw the hat? <laughs> that's, why, that's why Tony gave the hat. He said, you want to try on the hat? Hot? See, at that time, there was a curfew, you know? Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> why, was there, why was there curfews? I never heard Well, this is going back to like 1945, something like that, you know? It's during the war? <laughs> no, the war was over. Oh, okay. We, 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 this is a place we used to hang out in front of the butcher shop. Gotcha. <laughs> so... And when he told him, where do you live on 14th Street? <laughs> he hit him with the flashlight. He said, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that was, so why, I, I don't understand why he would, uh, I mean, obviously curfews are curfews, but was there some kind of a, a situation they were trying uh, no, to? No, I don't know. I, I, I don't know why it was there, but this is what happened. I'm telling you the way it happened. But at that time, there was a, a, a certain curfew or something. I don't know. Well, anyway. All right, the, wait a minute. The hat got ruined. But the, but the. The question was, do you know the LaSalle family? But uh, well, The LaSalle I, family? I mean, the real. The, I guess <laughs> the reason why I brought it up is because this is happening in front of a butcher, butcher shop, and this these LaSalle family, is uh, they were the butchers there. Well, you, you I don't know, know if it's the same shop, though. Well, there was a butcher shop on, uh, on First Avenue. There was another <clears throat> butcher shop on 118th Street. Uh, I might have known them, but, you know... I wouldn't know the last names or something. Maybe I knew them by the first names or something. It's all right. It's all right. Because uh, Pleasant Avenue used to run from uh, 120th Street to 114th Street where Rayo's, Rayo's bar was. They, uh, did, a, did a police officer ever hit you in the head with a, uh, no, a no, flashlight? Not with me. Not he with you. He hit the other guy. Gotcha. He hit, he hit <laughs> But did you you guys had a generally good good relationships with all the cops on the beat and all oh, that yeah, stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah. There, oh, there was one 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 cop. He loved me. He used to make me sing Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, and he used to give me a quarter. Uh, How old were you? I mean, I hope he wasn't was, asking. I must have been five, six years old. I was 27 no. years old. This, I'm this, still singing no, no, for him. No. Listen, the cop, oh, he was a beautiful cop. He was a friend of the family. His name was Mickey Doyle. 
Mickey Doyle. Mickey Doyle, an Irish cop. God bless him. That sounds like something in a movie. No, no, this yeah. is true. Mickey Doyle. Well, he knew me. My father was my wife. My father was a city worker. He worked for the civil service, you know. And uh, you see, the cops in the neighborhood, they practically knew everybody. Uh, Mickey, and, and Mickey, is it Nicky or Mickey? Mickey, Mickey, Mickey. With, okay. With the M. Okay. And he used to tell me, Tony, sing me a song. And I used to sing Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. And he used to give me a quarter, a nickel, a quarter, a dime, whatever. Got you. Got you. Yeah, no, no, no. M- Mickey Doyle, I know that name because it was the name of a character from uh, Boardwalk Empire, which was based on another Mickey uh, Polish-American uh, gangster f- d- during the time of Prohibition. So that's why Mickey Doyle said, oh, shit. Yeah, that's a... Uh, all right. So you had to get cop friends and all that. Uh, that's they, good. They, 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 no, he was... Uh, uh, a lot of times he used to say, Tony, come on, I'll take you for a ride. In, his, in, the, in the car, you know, and I used to run upstairs. No, no, no. He was he would run upstairs. <laughs> he knew the family, you know. And uh, so, would you ride in the passenger seat, or he'd have you in the back he, with all the, the, the convicts? He put me on his lap and said, "Go around the block and then take me home." That was it. Oh, that that must uh, have been nice to be well, a little kid taking a ride in a squad car well, like that. That's it. He was uh, another time. I'm gonna. <laughs> we, <laughs> I must have been about five, six years old. I had to take a wee-wee. <laughs> so here I am on the curb. <laughs> and I'm taking a wee-wee. He comes with the car. He says, Tony, put that away. <laughs> <laughs> it's right. You're just doing it right in the street? Yeah. Well, at least you're five I was about five, six years old. I was 28 years old. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Tony, put that thing, put that away. <laughs> oh my! You know, you know, Tony. There's a uh, the the city is full of people who still pee in the streets today. In, fa- in fact, I think that it's, ha- it's, it's, it's disgusting. I mean, could you picture me doing that now at my age? Uh, well, I, well, I'm telling you, there's people who are older than you pissing in the streets as we speak right now in the city. That's uh, that's how actually most of them prefer it, to be honest. Fraggy, let me tell you something. Yeah. I think I told you this once before. We used to have a good time in the summertime. I told you about the barrel. I think I did. Yeah. With the water. Yeah. You know. So <laughs> when we, we the barrel is the the water would go straight across the street. We used to see the cops coming. We used to put it down straight. And we used to disappear. The water shooting upstairs. See if we if they caught us there, they would make us take the barrel off. Mm. But being we weren't there. They had to call the water department to come and, and close it from the street. That was it. The water department had to come and, and, and screw the, the the hydrant close, you mean? The high, the fire hydrant. Yeah. I'd say the Johnny Pump was the call. That's so, the fire hydrant. So how the hell did you guys open it up? Well, we either we had a wrench, or right. otherwise we had a piece of wood with wire, and we used to put it on the nozzle, and we used to tighten it. And they have to call the water department. Meanwhile, a couple, bunch of kids are doing this. Well, they, yeah. Well, well, yeah. When we used to see the, the cops, we used to spot them. We would put the barrel straight, and we used to disappear. Then nobody would be near it. So it's either, if we were there, they would make us take the barrel off. But we weren't there. They had to call the, the water department to close. There's, there's, in the street, there's a, well, it's a square. But they take the top off. They put the the water department. They shut it from there. 
When you did you ever did your children ever uh, want to know these stories a lot for the ask stories about the about you know especially they're when sick you and tired of hearing if I tell these stories to them all the time. What about this? Here's a, here, here's a question. Here's a question that I, I got from somebody that I think would be a good one to put in here. But um, Francesca asked. Um, I know that he likes to joke and have fun, but can you ask him if there was ever anything specific that he would have taught? Uh, his children or his uh, the younger members of his family or daughter or daughter's sons that he never knew until he was older that he sh- wish he could have taught them when they were younger it was there was there anything that you could have that you know in hindsight wish you could have passed on a little bit sooner to, to people uh, well let me put it this my daughter's a school teacher uh, my son and my grandchildren like teach them to box so it would be that kind of a, it would be a physical skill. I, uh, yeah, I, my, my, God bless my grandson, Anthony, pretty good boxer, pretty good. I used to box, you know, in, in the amateurs, and uh, I taught them. I made them understand, you're not doing this, you're just doing this if you have to protect yourself. You know what to do and how to do it. That's it. So you're more along the lines of, listen, you're going you're gonna to have to walk through life one way or another, and uh, there's no amount of advice that it's really going to, it's really going to prepare you for one no. thing or another. So why not have a physical skill if you're ever in a tight spot? Anthony, my son and my grandson Anthony, I was teaching him to box, and he does jujitsu. So he's pretty good at that. So Nikki, Nikki's quiet, very very intelligent. The two, the two intelligent boys, but uh, I don't think he was ever into that, uh, like boxing or something like that. He's in college right now. Well, as long as he learns how to uh, handle a firearm, he's fine. But yeah. God bless him. They're, you know, yeah. two good kids. Absolutely. Um, okay, so going back to holidays a little bit, people want to know. Now, I know my mom had some Black Friday traditions. You you did some you did some waiting in line for stores to open up back in the day, right, Mom? Yeah. When was the last What was the last year you think you you've ever did that? And how many years did you do that? Not many, and a long time ago. See, I, f- I look at the stuff now. Did you ever see like vicious? No. Encounters. No. That's the other thing I don't. Uh, I feel like the whole Black Friday, day after Thanksgiving, open real opening up of Christmas shopping season thing. It it didn't start turning really really toxic until the last fifteen years, ten fifteen years, uh, because I don't know. People would talk about how. If there's a big hot store, yeah, you know, like all those Power Ranger things or the tick, yeah. the Tickle Me Elmo. Everybody would know what the hot, the hot toy of the year was, and of course, people would do whatever the hell they could to get a hold of it. Especially since there was no internet, you had to go physically grab it. But um, I was there for a Power Ranger delivery, and I waited for them to undo the boxes. Wow. Yeah. We love those. Do you know one of the Power Rangers just died? Yeah. He k- killed yeah, himself. Tell me. Yeah. He killed himself, huh? Yeah, he killed himself. Wow. Tony, I hate to bring up such a dark subject, but a lot of uh, people, you ever have your neighborhood very tight-knit? I can't imagine a lot of people did things like killing themselves, commit suicide back then. No, no, I don't remember anything like that. That's that's something else. Mm -hmm. That's something else because you guys were a generation that saw your fair share of trauma in the world. I mean, many of you... I mean, people who are just a little bit older than you lived through two world wars. 
Then you had you had so much other, you know, civil strife, things like that. But people, I felt like people are able to get through tough times a little bit better because we seem to be a little bit more. Well, everybody was at the same at that time. Let me put it this way: it was during the depression. Uh, there was a lot of heartaches. Uh, my, they all thought my family was rich because my father had a civil service job. So uh, it was tough for some people. But that's, what, but that's what I'm talking about, Tone. The depressions, you had economic problems. You had a lot of death around the world. I mean, World War II killed 56 million people that we can account for. And then, then a lot of more troubles came. I mean, I, in, in America, things got better after World War II. But still, you lived through uh, some pretty trying times for humanity, but people seemed to keep their, their wits about them. Uh, you think that was mainly because families were, were tighter? Oh, I think so, yeah. Family were tight, as you know. Uh, they, they cared for one another, and, and they helped out one another. Uh, my father, uh, you know, when I think of my father, he was a very generous man. And there's a lot of times with, uh, well, even his own nieces. Maybe the husband was a cab driver, things were doing, the things were going right for him. My father used to buy, get food. Send the food up there. Mm. My father used to do that. He was that type of man, and uh, they appreciated it, you know. But uh, things changed then after. Yeah, it does. That's what we're looking at now. A lot of change, a lot of change. But I'm, uh, I'm happy we're doing this. I really am. Uh, Frankie. Yeah. I'm gonna sing you a little ditty. This is for my friend Bobby. <laughs> okay, so you got a song you want to sing for Bobby? <laughs> I want, yeah. I want to sing about Theta Barry. Who? Theta Barry. All right. Can I sing it? Oh, absolutely, you can. We already have one of your songs uh, recorded, you know. Oh, well, that's Lulu Had a Baby. Yeah, Lulu, yeah, yeah, yeah well, like that. Dee Dee. <laughs> okay. This, uh, wait a while. Sing it nice and slow and don't laugh. <laughs> that's right. Uh -huh. Whatever you do, don't ruin it with laughter. Theta Barry had a dog, a dirty dog was he. She loaned him to her lady friend to keep her company. And all night long, this dirty dog around the house he'd roam. He'd stick his nose between her clothes and try to smell her. Come away, you dirty dog, you make my poor heart beat. There's only one man in this world can come between my thank you for the plate of beans. I had them for my supper. I pity the man who has a wife and don't know how to clap your hands above your knees. It's not good exercise. Dita Barry had a dog with naughty, naughty eyes. <laughs> oh my god. You you brought us to the edge a couple of times there. Oh my that god. Was good Good. That was good, Tom. That, that, that was a that was even uh, uh, that one's better than the Lulu one. Oh man! That brings you right to the edge of several disasters, and then pulls you right that was back. A good job, Tom. And you held it together. Good for you. Good yeah. for you. Good for you. I like that. Oh my gosh! Let me know. <laughs> Let me know how much hate mail I get. Yeah. No, people are gonna love it. I'm sure. I'm sure. No, people That's are for crying. You, Bob. No, yeah, everybody's liking it. That, that was. For, I hope Bobby's listening. <laughs> a plate of beans. You know, I um, yeah, I'm looking at the chat room right now. People are loving it. That's a classic. Thank you. They're all thanking you. People needed this, Tony. You know, on Thanksgiving, it's not a one size fits all affair for people. Those you know, people have good times. People have 
times of reflection. Sometimes they're they're really lonely. They're thinking about times that they they had a lot more family around. It's a it it, it it's a complex thing. That's why I love doing shows like this because we we do we have we have our own little side events. You know, all of us. It's nice. It's a nice thing. Mom, you know, mom was um. What the hell were we talking about yesterday? Oh, I forget. It's all it's it's coming and going at this point. I'm so tired. At least the baby slept. <laughs> at least the baby slept. She's sl- falling asleep before he came here. She slept at uh, the baby. Baby slept until nine thirty in the morning today. That baby's beautiful. She I'm is. Like, uh, she's little Aurora. She's beautiful. She stayed awake until seven thirty, about seven thirty, seven forty p.m., which is very late for her. And, but we said, okay, well, it's Thanksgiving. Her cousins will be by, and let's just let her do her thing until everybody goes home and. Let's see what uh, what she can do. Well, we put her in bed. She didn't even whimper. She just rolled over, dropped it down. She wanted us to, to sing her a song and to uh, give her kisses. We put her down. She rolled over, and she barely moved for 13, 14 hours. Okay? It, it, of course, I had to wake up and do a morning broadcast this morning, or else I'd be able to sleep until 9, too. That would have been terrific. But I, I, you know what was the most confusing thing? I was woken up by my alarm. I set my alarm just as a backstop in any weird case that I actually am able to sleep until it's set. But, you know, I set my alarm for 10 to 8 on most days, and she wakes up at 6.45 and wakes us all up. So there's no... I'm usually I'm usually playing with her for about an hour, and then my alarm goes off. I said, oh, wake up, Frank. I've already been up for an hour. But today, all of a sudden, me and Lauren were both woken up, and she's dead silent in there. And she's a lot of ways to go. It was good. She's something else. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Any wishes? Any wishes? We're gonna. I'm, I'm doing a little bit of a shorter show tonight, so I wanted to get into. Uh, I want to get into wishes that people have. We're gonna take a, a really quick intermission. Come back. You guys stay where you are. We'll take one or two calls, and then uh, and then and then we'll be done. I'll let you guys go, and I'll finish up a couple other things. So keep in your mind. Ladies and gentlemen, wishes you have for the last bit of the year, what you want to bring into the new year, what you want to leave behind, and that's what we'll do on the uh, on the second half of this. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Tony Black and my mom. Bye-bye. Welcome to Intermission. We'll, we'll be right back. Yeah, intermission. Yeah, intermission. Quite frankly. 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 Qu
quite frankly. 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 We all support quite frankly. Quite frankly. Let's go, Brandon. Not quite. Quite frankly in Roma, Italia. I really like you. You're very smart. So everybody watch. Quite frankly. With Frank. Quite frankly. How dare you? Let us journey now to Summerfield, nestling like a pearl in the golden setting of the autumn countryside. All right. Here we are. We are in autumn. We still have uh, just a little bit under a month left of autumn, and then comes winter. But well, what do we do now? Uh, I want to take some call. I'm going to leave the, the, the line open, 914-595-6953. We've got uh, Tony here. we got my mom here, and it's a Black Friday. So uh, anything, Tony, you want to... Um, you want to tell people that to give some people advice on what kind of uh, mindset to bring into a new year? What's your mindset now that I mean these are these are wonderful years of yours right here. You're in your 90s now. Does it make you pause and reflect a little bit more on how 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 great it all is? It went fast. I can imagine. It went fast. I could think back. Uh, even like when I was boxing the amateurs, I say to myself, "My how fast it went." Uh, I got no regrets. I had a, I, it was a good life. Went fast, but uh, I enjoyed it. Came from a good family. We were a family that stuck together. And uh, I'm the only one left. They're waiting for me. And it, I, I hear, we were, I heard, we I hear they are. We were seven brothers and three sisters. So is so is that a comfort? Is that a comfort for you, as you as you just you know go no, go through I, life? You, you just think about you think about all the good stuff that that's happened, where oh, you're yeah, now, the no, good stuff. Was, well, there was there was a lot of good stuff. My father, you know, uh, uh, he was a man. He, he wasn't he wasn't that strict or anything like that. But we knew when to stop. You know, like a, we were kidding around or something like that. He knew just when to stop. Uh, but he was a good man, very generous man. And uh, during the Depression, there was uh, his nieces, a couple of them, they had pretty hard times, but he made sure he would bring them food. And uh, he was a good man, very good man. And, you, and now, so obviously right now, you're trying to cement that as the, a way that you're remembered too then. Well, I, Frankie, I had a very good mother, a good father, I forget, we had a lot of, there was a lot of children, right? And uh, they took care of us. Do you think, do, when you have as many brothers and sisters and cousins as you do, especially some of those who can be far older than you, do you ever... Um, There's nobody around anymore. I understand that, but when when they are around and when you're growing up around that, is is it almost as if you have different layers of parents 
I mean, are, are there some are there some people, some of your siblings that felt more like brothers and sisters, and other siblings that felt more like you know uh, parents themselves to you because they were so much older? Do you have different connections with different uh, different members of your family like that? No, there was uh, no, we were, we were close. My relatives, my uncle used to have a he owned the building, uh, the building I was born in, four thirty three. And he had that building there, and there was mostly old relatives in the building. And uh, we were close. We were close, uh, Frankie. Uh, Did you have favorites, though? Favorites? Yeah. Uh, not, yeah. That, not that you disliked any of your family, but no, there, no, there I, are certain uh, people that you would go to first. Well, there was my godmother, and uh, they came from f one family. They were three sisters over there, but... Uh, my godmother was good to me. They had a grocery store on 60th Street. Uh, no, they were all good, Frankie. All my relatives, they were pretty good that we know that, that were living in New York. Right. Because uh, I have, uh, my father, uh, My father, when he came for this country, uh, he went to Scranton, Pennsylvania, uh, Old Forge, Pennsylvania. And he was a coal miner. And when he got married, took my mother to, to Pennsylvania. And mama says, no, we're not gonna stay here. We're going back to New York. And they came back to New York and everything was fine. But, uh, and is that, is that when the family started, when they, they had their first child or they had some of you, you kids in Pennsylvania? Uh, there was two children. There was one brother and sister I never knew. They, they died uh, around World War I. And uh, that was the first sister Rose. And my mother used to say, when they lived on 45th Street, it was between First Avenue and the East River. And the soldiers would be in the block because they used to get on the ship, they were going over. Mm -hmm. And my sister Rose, that died that, that year, she used to be in the fire escape and she would sing, the soldiers would sing. They would look up and they would say, Rosie sings, Rosie sing. And she used to sing, Johnny, get your gun. Johnny, get your gun, get your gun. My mother used to tell us to say. But uh, she died young. And uh, they had another brother, Benny, the first brother. He passed away too at the same, around the same time they lost two children. I, I never knew. I mean, it was before my time, way before my time. That's, an, that's another thing that I... I 1917, in, in in reading in just reading and, and talking to people uh whenever i was have been able to reading about just living in that time it's, people they they tried for a lot of children because a lot of children died not a lot of, a lot of children uh, a lot of people i mean mortality well, rates well, they're just the sister rose from what i understand she died of diphtheria and uh they had to put the sign on the door my mother used to say it and uh, Benny, the first Benny, he died of uh, kidney trouble, something like that. Wow. But uh, then my brother Paul, my oldest brother, he died at 27, 1938. I was a kid, I remember. Yeah. Wow. That's just this, this, so much. So much. I, hey, I don't have, um, I don't even know anybody. I, th I met some people through this show who have large families. But most people I know, it's a, a very neat four-person family, sometimes three siblings. Um, but that's just those, those, those types of big families, they're, they're not very common around I'm here anymore. I'm only sorry I didn't bring the picture. I have a picture home. 
the family together at a holiday. I you, think you, you brought it in. once. You, I think you did bring it once. I, did I? You must have it in your archive. Maybe, maybe I do. Hold on a second. Let me see. He brought them in. Remember, he scanned my, my, them. My, my mother's got the, the, the bottle of beige. She was <laughs> pouring it in the glass. I'm trying to think. Images. No, I don't think so. Yeah, he brought you brought in all the pictures and he scanned them. Remember? Well, I scan I scanned the, I scanned the pictures that he gave me of the. Of the uh, that was, I know which ones the ones with the flag. Yeah, yeah, the neighborhood. No, that was the, that was different. But you uh. did bring in. But you did bring in all the other things there too. I don't know. Maybe you might have just brought those in physically and we held them up to the, the cameras. I'm not sure. But this one here at the table, we're all at the table, it's a holiday. I don't think so. I don't think you got that one. No, you brought, I, I, I could swear that you brought that in once. But as far as me scanning it and being able to put it up digitally, I don't think that that happened. Anyway, anyway, it's just one of those, uh, one of those things. I, um, I don't know, Mom, do you have anything to say as far as what you're bringing into the new year and what you're leaving behind? I'm leaving behind in 2022. A lot of bad memories. Uh, a lot of bad situations. My new year, healthy everybody. The baby right on up. Yeah. Um, and try to get rid of those bad memories and make new ones. That's really, maybe we have a good, uh, a, a nice, a nice pretty winter. I wouldn't mind a couple of snowstorms this year, just ones that don't take the power out. I don't care about the, you know, last year I had, I had, um, I, I, Tony, about two two years ago or so, I bought this this new uh, snow blower, and uh, have, I, I've used it three times in like the last three years. Did barely anything going on. We get like two storms. It's mostly slush. It sucks. It's like it's ridiculous. And then you, because you have to go outside and you have to throw that, you know, physically. And uh, <laughs> I don't want it. You're talking about the snowblower. Yeah. I said to my son, Anthony, I said, get a snowblower. Because <laughs> he, he used to get mad when he would see me shoveling. Dad, put the shovel down. I'll do it. I'll do it. So they got the snowblower. <laughs> Where's the snow? It happens. That's, <laughs> the snow. That's the way it happens. <laughs> when, when, when it did snow, he did the whole block. <laughs> he, the, he went from one corner to the other corner on Glen Avenue. I have a. That's the kind of fun I have with that thing, where I will, uh, I will, I will do large swaths of the street up to the curb, and I will just be like surgical about it. But I feel like we get like one decent storm a year when it comes to that. I'd like at least two or three. A couple of snow days, that'd be nice. Yeah. Well, Anthony, Anthony used to get. He, Dad, put the shovel down. Put the shovel down. He used to tell me. He says, "I'll do it. I'll do it." Then finally, I just go get a snow blower. That's what he did. Well, yeah, well, you 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 don't do any snow removal anymore, right? You shouldn't be. No, no, no I don't even go near it. Good. No. To he hell with gets it. a snow blower. Hey, he I gotta it. get that sand from uh, Reed Beach. Oh yeah, yeah. I gotta get and that then sand. I left that in that car. Oh. <laughs> oh God. Wait, wait. Where are you guys getting sand from? From the beach at. at uh, so you just go and take it? Yeah. I had, uh, Frankie, I had to get rid of my car. Oh, I heard it. Your car just exploded. <laughs> no, it didn't explode. <laughs> he had some new effects to it, but no, it died. What happened? So, so the, the engine's gone? What happened to it? It died. We <laughs> <laughs> were going to start it up, it died. So are, mean, you, are you looking for a new car? Well, I wouldn't say a new car, but uh, 
a used car. I'm looking for one. New you know. for you, yeah. It's very hard. It's very hard out there right now. I told him, I said, a good price would be fifteen, sixteen thousand. <laughs> then oh, I'll, geez. I'll buy myself a bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> so then, what? How long has it been since you've been able to get around on your own? Uh, I haven't. My son's been taking me around. For how long? Like a week? When did I get rid of the car? When did I get rid of the car? Couldn't the car wouldn't go no more. Just last week. Huh? Last week. And about a week. Last week I got rid of it. Two weeks. No, two, two weeks. Well, you haven't had it for a whole week prior. That's true. Wow, so you're hit. You've been hitching rides with your son for the last two weeks. Well, I make him take. Well, he takes my night. He takes his mother to shopping. Uh, if I want to go play the numbers, he'll take me to the number place. You know, so I can play. I guess it's good. A good thing that it's been uh, too cold and windy to go to the beach, because how the hell? What, what have you been? What are you gonna I've do? I've been that? sitting in my backyard taking the sun on the deck. Do you have when you're in the back? Do you have one of those old school reflector things that you put under your chin? <laughs> Nothing. Like does? Doesn't no, I don't. It. I don't need it. <laughs> I just sit in the sun and that's it. That's incredible. And when you didn't have those old school reflector things, you put aluminum foil on an album cover. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Wow. Make your own. See, that's all the, the those old remedy. I never use any of that stuff. Uh, then again, maybe I should have because I realized that under the chin is whiter than everything else, <laughs> and you realize you start thinking about this stuff, and uh, oh, whatever. Maybe maybe I could be a little bit more even with my tan next year. See, like where I live, Frankie, the, the sun goes down in the west. So sometimes you got the sun until 4.35 o'clock uh, when, so, when, so, when, I, when I'm sitting on my deck. So it's 5 o'clock when it's dark at my house, it's, uh, it's sunny at your house? Uh, <laughs> a little bit more. Is that what you're saying? No. <laughs> you get a little bit more. No, what I'm trying to say is, in other words, the sun goes down in the west. I know what you're saying, but it's dark yeah. at 5 o'clock, Tom. <laughs> Not for nothing. Well, now it is, of course. <laughs> you know, I'm talking about when when the sun is out and shining. Well, depending on what what your what direction your backyard is facing, at least you'll be able to you'll be looking at the uh, the horizon with the sun going down. Yeah. Whereas if you're looking in the other way, uh, we don't get that. I think we're staring off at the Long Island Sound, so that that's east for us. No, well, mine goes west. It's, yeah, so if we're looking west. at no, no, it comes through the trees. So west, okay, yeah. No, we're probably staring off at um, at north on our back porch. I don't know. It's um, it's not the opposite of it's west. It's south. We face. It's we, south. We, yeah. Okay. So it's either north or south. It's it's not the it's not east. So I would yeah my, my I would be facing west. <laughs> it's all very important. Because when the sun comes up in the morning, where where does it come through first? From the east. No, no, no. In uh, your no, no, no. Let me put it this way. It, when the sun's coming up in the morning... Uh, is your room dark or is it sunny? It's what? Is your... Uh, when are we? No, wait, wait, wait. The easier thing to say is... My house is over here. The sun comes up over here. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. we know. Nobody and it goes down over here. The rest. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> My gosh. Let's see. Oh, Let us see. Uh, all right. Well, hey, that's all we have. That's all we have. I'm actually wrapping up a little bit earlier here tonight. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you guys off. I'm going to do another little little round of uh, of calls and super chats, and then that's it. I'm taking a little bit of an early night. So let me, here's the bigger question. You guys, uh, hopefully, you come back in December before Christmas. How's that sound? Fine. As long yeah. as I'm around, why not? Yeah, well, this, this is why we do this. 
We do uh, a November appearance, a, a December appearance, then we wait for the, the, the ice outside. July. Yeah. Frankie, when I say that, Father Ron, nothing's promised. I understand. Oh, come on, Tom. <laughs> come on. We talked a lot about death tonight. Let's just death of dogs, death of people, ch <laughs> children. Right. We, <laughs> we talked about everything. <laughs> we did. We actually did. The good, the bad, and... Um, and you know the future. So uh, I hope you like my little ditty. Did you like it? It, it, it who it wrote that? Who wrote that? <laughs> Did you write that? <laughs> I might have. I don't know. <laughs> but you've been saying it for years. I, I have so to imagine. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't. That I mean, that's better. I think that's even better than the Lulu one. I have to get that, <laughs> that one is. isolated. I have oh. to get that isolated. <laughs> Took a lot of people for a ride on that one. <laughs> okay. Um, so let me see. Uh, Tony, Mom, thank you guys so much for coming by. And uh, thank you for having fun. me. Yes, and happy Thanksgiving. I'm going to go to a little, uh, a little quick. Uh, well, let's see. Let me see. I have to go to a quick little break for. I got to get buy myself some time. So where do I go? Oh, vapor. All right, I'm going to go to a a music video that some of you guys will really appreciate. I guess nobody called in. Well, a couple. We, I'm going to take calls right after we, after oh, this. Okay. Yeah, and I, all the other questions we got to that people submitted, they were there, and people are just kicking back and relaxing. I guess. Am I doing this right? Oh, you don't have to do it. No, no. I'll no. take care of that tone. Don't what worry about it. What the heck are you doing? <laughs> all right, we'll be right back, everybody. Don't go anywhere. Hey guys, I'm in New York City, just hanging out. Who knows who is Leonardo da Vinci? Maddie? Yeah, he wrote the Da Vinci Code. No. Another man wrote that, but it's a hideous, sacrilegious book. Annabella. He was a painter of the Mona Lisa. Very good. He was not only a painter, he did medical drawings and he designed a tank for the army. Wow. Leonardo was a great Italian, and that was our name originally, Leonardo. But many years ago, when my grandpa came over from Sicily, they changed it at Ellis Island to Leotardo. Why did they do that for? Because they're stupid, that's why. And jealous. They disrespected a proud Italian heritage and named us after a ballet costume. Marissa? That's for modern. In ballet, you wear tutus. It doesn't make a difference. That's right, it doesn't. Yeah. Yep. You're cool. Up, I love QFTV. Yeah. Yep. You're cool. Uh, what's QFTV? Did you say what's QFTV? Miss, you're gonna need to go over there and watch QFTV Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, right after Quite Frankly. Yeah. Oh, you're definitely cool. Only on QuiteFrankly.tv, powered by Foxhole. Call me. I want to know what color your butthole is. Well, Jordan Peterson joins me now. Jordan Peterson, welcome. I'm sorry for getting emotional, but I'm afraid every minute women are gaining more weight. It's not going the other way. I'm sorry to say they won't stop eating. It's not like it makes me happy to say this. I wish it did. I wish I could say, yay, look how fat they are. Hooray, let's throw a parade. And what do the men do? Who are they supposed to make love to? Men can't reach their holes. 
It's like, sure you want to get on top? Well, you bloody well sign my will and testament because I'm not going to make it through this. Happy birthday to who? Not me. Not any man I know. I've been to McDonald's. I've been to Wendy's. It's all women in there. It's like, oh God, how about a me too? For she also ate all my fries. No child should go to bed hungry because their mother ate all their food. When I was a boy in Canada, you used to be able to leave your pies cooling on the windowsill. Good luck with that now. Don't blink. There's a fat woman eating your pie. Hello, hello. So how's everybody doing tonight? Just a little something to uh, to round out the week. I can't take it. I, I tell you, I tell you, I would probably, I would probably take Black Friday off if it weren't for the fact that it is so perfect Tony Black Friday, and uh, and I like hanging out with them so much. So there you have it. I hope you had a nice time. We talked about a little bit of this, a little of that, a little of nothing in particular, and that's exactly what I wanted this evening. As far as Black Friday goes, I I found this. uh, What is this from? Fox 2, St. Louis. So I know that it is a, I don't know, anecdotal report, a little bit more focused on what's going on in Missouri. But here is a report about how there's a lack of Black Friday shoppers waiting in line. And I was going to bring this up. I was going to ask people, uh, have you seen any big lines? Do you know anybody that went and waited out in line for a store? I have not seen any of those compilations that we used to get. Obviously, it's been a long time since we've got those compilations because the last time people were going out fighting for something some cheap plastic crap from from China. Uh, it was prior to 2019, so it's been a while. The old compilations you can find of people beating the hell out of each other and just acting like animals. But uh, here, listen to this, and it's very odd. This is from St. Louis. Night before one of the biggest shopping days of the year, and that typically means people waiting in long lines outside of retail stores. But things look different on the eve of Black Friday this year. Uh, the, eve of, the eve of Black Friday. Thanksgiving. Fox 2's Mallory Thomas is checking in with shoppers in Chesterfield. We've been out here for several hours and we've only run into one person. We're in front of Best Buy. They've got the barricades out here, but there's no shoppers. The days of sleeping off your Thanksgiving meal in a tent and waiting in long lines for doorbuster deals are long gone. I see nothing. I'm surprised. Normally it's wrapped all the way around the building. Today, no one. Jeremy Pritchett remembers working in retail during the traditional Black Friday, and it wasn't that long ago. Traditional Black Friday. You guys remember the traditional Black Friday? I love that tradition. We would get there probably about midnight, get everything set up. We let people in early, give them donuts and coffee, you know, to try to slow down the stampede and stuff. And I mean, it was the, it was busy, 
but it was also one of those that was always fun. And I mean, it's kind of gone. It looks like online shopping seems to be the new normal for Black Friday shopping somewhere like this. We've got a Walmart, a Macy's, and then we've got a Best Buy further down. It would typically be a hot spot for Black Friday shoppers, but there's no one here. Okay, well, I, I, I got to say, ladies and gentlemen, number one, a lot of people's disposable income went directly to Ukraine this year. Um, and things have been on sale weird since weeks before Halloween. Weeks before Halloween, they were already rolling out Christmas sales. The Thanksgiving stuff, two weeks before Halloween, was on clearance already. So it's odd. Stuff like that's been going on. Um, and then, And then let's not forget about general depression and malaise and I don't know I don't know it's crazy because I could feel this I can actually feel it I wasn't out but uh and I wasn't even spending a lot of time on the internet today or yesterday but just I just felt I just felt like there wasn't that that kind of a um I don't know a, a, a build up a tension an explosion that was just ready to go just felt like it wasn't there anymore so uh i don't know i don't know maybe maybe mark dice found himself a line of people somewhere that he could yell at with his uh in his santa claus costume and his megaphone but i feel like those days by and large are are just gone you know cyber monday obviously people would rather be home but i i just feel like there's just something else i know several friends of mine who already reached out to say hey just letting you know me and so and so are not doing any gifts this year so please keep that in mind if you guys are going to get anything for us and i said all right that, that's cool i always respect people when they when 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 they say you know they put out there ahead of time what they are or, or not going to be doing for gifts because, you know, people have to make decisions based on what's going on in their household and privately and all that. But I, it, it's more more so than, than usual. And there's just a, a little weirdness going on. Although people were getting together. It might just be that this is the first Thanksgiving that people are getting together in a big way. So let's let's add a positive factor into this, into this equation and try to find something positive that might be happening. This year is definitely the first in like three or four that people are getting together in massive numbers for Thanksgiving since before everybody started getting locked down and traumatized to death by the COVID brigade. So this is a first time in a long time that that's happening. It may just be that people who are just, you know, have been starved for that kind of familial event didn't want to cut it short after three or four years to go stand on line somewhere and to, to be the first one to get into a, a half-empty target. I don't know. Could be. Trying to find good things to think about here. King, what's on your mind? Happy Thanksgiving, by the way. Happy Thanksgiving, brother. Hey. Um, I'll make this really quick if hey, I could just say You're the only one calling, okay? man. You're the, you're the only one calling, so you don't have to make it quick. Go ahead. Well, I would just like to say that it's always nice to see Tony, and it's always nice to see your mom. And if I could just say Tony is a good man, 
and your mom is a good lady. And I just want to make one thing clear to everybody out there. Don't be asking no stupid shit in the chat room or phone calls. Don't ask stupid fucking questions. Just respect. That's all I got to say. Thank you. Thank you. I, I got to say thank you all around. Uh, King, thank you. And but I don't think that any. I I mean I didn't I didn't get any uh, st- stupid questions. I, I I don't think. I thought that the ones that I, I was able to convey to to Tony, they started some good conversation. But maybe you saw something. Oh like- no 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 no! I'm not saying anything like that happened. I I was just giving a a little prerequisite that uh, people don't think I knew that word, huh? But I do. Uh, <laughs> just in case people think they're allowed to overstep certain bounds. I'm not saying anybody did yet. Um, I get you. put it out there, brother. No, I get you. I get you. So, so you know, you and I, we were having a conversation not too long ago off air about, you know, uh, about seeing the old guard in our families go away. Uh, you saying in many ways you believe you're the last, you're the last of a dying breed and you're a family. Uh, me, I told you that I, I feel like the, the last of that breed may have been gone a while now um, for on my side but when you see when you see uh, Tony there there is a, a voice still a, a voice out there that that should be familiar to a lot of us because we, we grew up around that kind of a voice and it's just uh it's just it's just petering out a bit yeah well you know I respect you your family tone your mom your dad all of that. But my respect for you and yours is because we have the, well, we're us. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I expect people to respect us in the chat room, in the phone calls. You support my boy Frankie, you support us, but you support us with fucking respect, you fucking assholes. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you. Will. No, thank you for laying down the law. Hey, hey you, you like my uh, you like my fleece I have on tonight? I got this in high school, and it's still warm, warm. I love this. Did you see it? It looks great. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, I see it. I'm looking at you right now. You look great in it, but get, you look great in I, anything, Frankie. Get to you know pop that. the collar. Get to pop the collar a little bit here. But this yeah, is... you're a handsome man. Look at you in that. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Thanks, man. Happy Thanksgiving. Send my best to the daughters and your grandchildren and all that. Happy Thanksgiving, brother. I love you always. Love you, too. Be well. There you go. There you go. A man who inspires fierce debate. Fierce debate. Well, I mean, it's 835. That's all I have for you. You want some Babylon B headlines since I'm all I'm here all alone now? Here's a couple of Babylon B headlines because we come back on Monday, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a little bit more serious. Here you go, first one up. In huge Black Friday sale, store to sell everything for the price it was before Biden became president. <laughs> That's an inflation joke. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. Headline: Kind, gentle father turns merciless into a merciless bully during family game of Mario Kart. It's true. It's true. Um, I have not been able to. 
I have not been able to use uh, to, to play any kind of video games with Aurora yet, but she will learn how to play Nintendo 64 Mario Kart. We have the Nintendo 64 over there. We've got um, at least five or six controllers just in case we needed extras. But uh, and the original Mario Kart, GoldenEye, everything. We when we do play it, it's like once a year, usually during the Christmas party. We set up a room in here where it's just for uh, playing N64 and all that stuff. And we project it onto a projector screen. So you get a nice big view. Still to this day, playing Rainbow Road is enough to get me queasy. Um, but um, but I love, I lo I love uh, Wario, Wario Stadium. And what's the other one? Calamari, Calamari Desert. The uh, what's the beach? The beach. I like the the beach. I think the Calamari Desert is my favorite, just because it's so flat, and you get to try to time the uh, the train going by with Mario Kart. Anyway, it does get it does get intense. You do secretly, secretly, at least for a brief moment, hate everything about the friend or family member that you're playing against, just for a brief moment. As you are, as you're really, you're, you're jockeying for position, first, second, third, you're trying to get to the front there, you're trying, you're trying, you're trying like hell, you're picking up all these, uh, all these, these different types of uh, devices to try to thwart their attempts to win, and just for a flash, as you're losing, for a flash, and they pump their fists and they get all excited just for a flash you hate everything about them every last thing and then it goes away quick and then you, then, then you try again <laughs> so that's you have all right here's another headline Corinne Jean-Pierre insists it's not her job to answer questions like some sort of press secretary she's useless what a useless clown Journalists rush to scene of shooting to determine whether it's politically useful. Yeah, unfortunately, there you have it. That's the, that's the story of the media, if I've ever seen one. Elon Musk headline here from Babylon Bee. Elon Musk's lightly used social network on Craigslist for $5. That's it. You can buy a lightly used social network. CBS officially, this is funny. CBS News officially confirms that Lincoln, President Lincoln, has been shot. That, of course, is a reference to their, uh, their very brave reporting after they stopped tweeting on, on Twitter. They wanted to assess the safety of the, the platform, you know. They stopped tweeting for 40 hours, and the first thing they did when they came back, they broke the news that the Hunter Biden laptop was authentic after two years and two elections have gone by. Incredible. Incredible! I, I bet you any money they're going to uh, they're going to move to to ban something because of that. The Lincoln. All right, three more for you. Tension at first Thanksgiving was as one pilgrim wears "Make America Great Someday" hat. Oh boy, don't want that to happen. Scholars believe overflow crowd watched Sermon on the Mount via jumbotron. I always thought about this. Uh, well, we already talked. We we already had a little bit of an exchange about the 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 multiplying of the loaves and the fish. 
But when it came to the Sermon on the Mount, that must have been very annoying for everybody more than three people away from Jesus. Because how the hell, oh, is, is it a game of telephone the whole time? It's pointless. What's he saying? What'd he say? I don't know. What'd he say? What was that? I'm trying to read his lips. I don't know. Shut up. Would you shut up? Everybody shut up. That's only going to work if you're maybe 15 feet away. Forget about everybody else. So maybe it was a jumbotron. Maybe it was. And then finally, last one for the day. Headline, FBI closely monitoring gathering of Christian nationalists. Don't want to, just want to make sure nobody's having a, uh, too good of a time on Thanksgiving. That might be the start of an insurrection. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let me go to our super chats on Foxhole. Boyce Blanc, happy Thanksgiving dinner leftovers. Thank you. Thank you. A fleet. My gosh. Not too much leftover at the house. We had a lot more people over this year than years before, especially with the passing of my grandmother. We just combined a, a lot of people and uh, hosted. And I even put Anthony bought for Aurora a bouncy castle. It's like a six foot by eight foot bouncy castle play school. Comes with the the what should we call it? The pump and everything. It just keeps blowing the air in it. And I thought Aurora was going to love it. So I, I set it up, big surprise, as I was preheating the oil for the turkey. Then I put the turkey in knowing that I have an hour. And I was going to bring the baby outside. Her cousin was going to come by. There these two little girl cousins running around. I think I had these these visions in my head, these Clark Griswold visions in my head of just perfection. All the cousins jumping in the bouncy castle, having a good time. Me and Anthony having a relaxing, quite frankly, cigar. And letting the time tick away. Then bringing everybody inside and carving up that turkey. Well, almost everything. It wasn't a disaster or anything. But Aurora was uh, afraid. She said, no, no. I said, go in. Let's just, let's bounce. She goes, no. No bounce. No bounce. I said, okay. Are you sure? So I waited about 20 more minutes. The sun officially went down. I said, okay, let's go inside. So in the spring, I'm sure she'll come around to it in the spring. She jumps in that thing and she realizes, oh, this is awesome. And then she'll be able to jump in that for at least another three or four years if um, if it doesn't get you know torn apart. I have some patches. I'm sure it'll, it'll last a, a little bit less than five years. With the way everything goes these days, things aren't built the same. Though I never had my own bouncy castle. But Uncle Anthony loves getting gifts for Aurora, so that are really cool. Uh, Trump Red Pill Cookie Drunk Societies sent me. Well, thank you, Drunk Societies. Thank you for sending anybody. Hello, Trump Red Pill. Boyce Block again. Tam Growl. Sean Joe. Falculon says, happy post-Thanksgiving to you and uh, tours, sir. Oh, yours. It's a, it's a T, but... You and yours sounds a lot like it makes a lot more sense. Anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, there's more coming up over the, the course of the weekend. I hope you enjoy yourself. Quite frankly, Weekend Roundup is coming up. I should have some really good stuff lined up for Sunday night that I'll curate myself. And, um, and yeah, you guys have been great. Nice little get-together tonight. I'll see you Monday. We will not be going easy. That's for sure. Nighty night. Bye-bye.
I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, is filmed before a live studio audience, and now our super chatters, starting with Stostube, who just dropped a tip right now. Just dropping some support, a little shout out for our great guests tonight. Thank you, Frank and company. And thank you to everybody on Foxhole and around the internet for hanging out with me. It's really, really an honor. And Monday is, uh, it'll be here before you know it, and I'll see you at seven. Good night. <laughs>